It the camera angle is really funny because you can only really see like the ears. It's time to stand up or shut up with your hosts Chris and Jen. This is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Theme Park Stand Podcast. How is everyone doing today? Uh, we have an awesome episode for you. We have the legend himself from In the Loop. How's it going, dude? Going good, going good. Uh, happy to be here. Not every not every day I get a podcast with a corgi dog, so that, that's always very exciting. Yeah, and she definitely, out of all of us, I think she makes her opinions the most known. So, Absolutely, <laughs> as they do. Doing fine on this Monday. I hope you guys are doing well as well. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen the sun up here in Ohio for like three weeks straight, so that's always fun. Ah, uh, man, I am not. A, I'm not a cold weather person at all, so I'm. I'm quite enjoying our beautiful weekend we had here in Central Florida. Nice, nice <laughs> seventy degree afternoons. It's been awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I, it has been very cold here today. Yeah, it's, it's um, a blustery like fifty nine out right now. You might need a, a jacket. I, oh, I literally. Oh my gosh, I'm getting there. Yeah, like literally my flight could not come soon enough. I have like two more days until I'll be down there. Yeah, I'll be stuck here. But um, yeah, uh, why don't you let us know kind of what you've been up to lately? I'm sure like this this time of year uh, for me, like I don't do a whole lot of theme park stuff because there's not much open in January. I end up a lot of cruise ships this time of year, which is a, a big thing for us over at In The Loop and uh, the YouTube channel. But yeah, I've been hanging out doing a lot of local park stuff. It's you know, a good time of year. I, I really like the, the so I'm, I'm an Orlando guy and starting like this weekend, we get like Mardi Gras at Universal Studios and the concerts that go along with that. Also, the Food and Wine Festival starts over at SeaWorld this weekend as well. So it's a really fun time. There's always like like th every every weekend, pretty much you get three free theme park concerts of varying quality, but you still get like it's an extra cookie to go to the parks. That sounds like a lot of fun. For sure. I wish I was, I've always told myself like eventually it might be when I retire, but I will be relocated in Florida at some point. <laughs> That, that's what a chunk of people do when they retire. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a fun place for sure. Um, I do have to say this. Uh, I I want to thank you for joining us. Um, I will say that when I first started in this community years, you know, back in probably like 2017 or whatever, In The Loop was probably in your videos were like the first things I've ever started watching. So I'm excited and uh, thank you for coming and hanging out. I appreciate that. And now it makes me feel old. <laughs> um, I'm pretty old myself, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, probably since 08, 09, something like that, when, you know, got started with the podcast and then the YouTube channel for shortly after that. So way too long. <laughs> well, I mean, you still put out good quality content. So it's, I mean, keep it up, dude. Well, thanks, uh we got to the point where people are saying like, oh, it's, it's real shit now. We'll be like, oh, might be time to hang up the boots. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we had some news come out of Kings Island recently that they're changing the name of a few of their rides. And I wanted to get your take on those and what you thought about the new names for Flying Ace Aerial Chase. They're hanging bang being Woodstock's Air Rail now. 
this makes no damn sense. <laughs> what's, what's the fucking difference between name A and name B? You went from Woodstock to Woodside. You, you got to make a new sign, paint a whole bunch of shit for no goddamn reason. I don't know why the fuck they're doing this. So I agree. that was kind of like when I saw this, that's all I could think. I'm like, why the fuck does this matter that much? No, like if they were going from like Snoopy to SpongeBob, sure, all right, that makes a ton of sense. Going Snoopy to Snoopy, I I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Um, both were, I mean, both are decent names. I don't know why it, it could have stayed the same name and just painted it. I don't know. I guess um, it it sounds then, like the kind of thing where this was like some managers like just had a massive, massive boner for it, and everyone's just like, okay, let's just shut Phil up and change the three fucking names. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be some stupid reason. It's got to be something like, well, man, I really don't like this name in Camp Snoopy. This is more of a Planet Snoopy name. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the one that really gets me is the log flume over there, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, um, because I feel like it belongs more in Rivertown compared to Camp Snoopy. Um, but their their new name is Charlie Brown's Rushing River Log Ride. Oh <laughs> man, I've. I wasn't getting in line before. I definitely am now. And why it's always got the longest damn names. Race for your life, Charlie Brown to Charlie Brown's Rushing River Log Ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before that, wasn't it like Wild Thornberries for a while? It was that. And then I think their original name was just like Rivertown Log Flume. Like, why can't it go back to something like that? <laughs> no, I want Wild Thornberries. Yeah, it was, uh-huh. it was pretty cool. The big like RV was parked like in the middle of the lake, I think. Yeah. And then, like, some sort of animal would... I think maybe it was an elephant that would spray water at you. I want to go ride that. I don't want to ride Charlie Brown's... The Paramount Day is kind of our blur because I really didn't pay attention to the park when I was that age. Um, But, yeah. I, I don't think you missed too, too much there. Yeah, I mean, it was still my home park. I just... That was the days that I was going to Cedar Point more when it was Paramount owned. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then lastly their Woodstock gliders are now Franklin's Flyers which yeah I don't know I do kind of not... like that I like the alliteration yeah and I mean I like the new coaster going in I think that's good and the like that, that kids area is such a huge part of that park I think it's the new ride's going to be fantastic for him just the rest of it seems a bit unnecessary yeah mm-hmm. I'm excited for that little that coaster going in there um I hope they actually have all the theming that they had in the art, but we'll see. Like the little fire watchtower or whatever. Watch yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. We're doing great here today, guys. Yep. <laughs> um, well, let's get into some of these questions. Um, Jen, you want to kick us off? Wait, 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 wait. I feel like we can spend uh, a little bit more. We're kind of out of order here, actually. Um, okay. But can we talk about, like, what got you into the community? Like, what started you? What made you decide to, like, start making content? Oh, I've just been, I've been a, a fan of, of theme parks and roller coasters since I was a little, little kid. I uh, grew up on Long Island in New York, and it would always go to Adventureland on Long Island. We'd go to Six Flags once a year. Uh, my grandma lived down here in Florida, so we go visit her at least once a year. And uh, she lived over more towards the Tampa area, so I get to go to Bush Gardens. And like the hardest decision for me every year, I got one day in Orlando every year, and I had to decide which park 
out of all of them to go to that oh. year. And it was always like the toughest decision. But uh, I, I've always loved the idea of being on vacation and and going places and going on adventures. And for me, uh, the theme parks being such a huge part of that, just that's that's what always got me into it. Um, when I started making mm-hmm. content, I, I you know I started I, I was had a side project before I got involved with the In the Loop guys, and then I got involved with them just through uh, running into them and still friends today. I, I think Clint's coming down this week. Uh, Should have saw Royal Holder on Saturday, but we didn't cross paths. So I'm still like the old, old in the loop guys. We're all still buddies. Uh, just everyone's kind of taking different paths and different things. But yeah, it's so, it's it's been a long road, and then you know made a lot of good friends. You know, some of my best friends are involved with the channel and and the podcast and whatnot. And it's kind of weird because we all get older and the people are getting married and we have to go to each other's weddings and some of us have kids. So it's it's odd. That it's like come to that, but yeah, it's it's been a great ride so far. I got to ask, how did you uh, get to meet Clint? Oh, man, I, I think he was going to, I think I was already involved, like, doing something within the loop, and then he was going to Cedar Point, and I met him over there. Nice. So, actually, like, I, I listen to some of the newer podcasts, like, when I road trip is when my, I podcast, so I, I don't, like, religiously listen to every single one, admittedly. No, I, no, I don't blame anyone. I, like, I do the same thing. Like, if I've got to drive from here to Gatlinburg, like, you, I'm, I'm pulling up things I don't normally listen to. Yeah, um, I had no idea Clint was like an original. Like, yeah, he was the one that started all. That's crazy! I had no idea. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I he's I, not involved too much anymore. He's still in all our group chats, but uh, as far as like uh, you know, putting out content for the the, the in the loop channel, not really. But yeah, we're still all cool. I didn't know that. Yep. In fact. Every now and then we'll play. I'll play with him uh, some Call of Duty, so he's always on there. <laughs> That's fun. Um, anything else, Jen? Before we no, and, I and then like I, I guess talking a little bit more about like content and stuff like that. It's just I, I try to make the content that I want to see. Obviously, I wish I had like better microphones and editing abilities and whatnot, but just kind of making you know honest guides to parks or honest reviews and. And, you know, I, I don't like doing press day stuff. It's not my thing. I, I like to show where I'm at and what I'm doing instead of my face for half the video. I kind of just more or less kind of write the book you want to read kind of thing. And if somebody was like looking up that park and trying to figure out, hey, this is my one vacation a year. How am I going to make the most of it? Or or it's my one vacation a year. Should I go X or should I go Y? And really try to help people with that is is my goal is whenever I, I put the content out there and try to you know make those videos. Yeah, I fully fully enjoy you know your park uh, views where you walk around the the whole park and just go over everything. Um, I highly enjoy those and I look forward to all the new ones that are that would come out soon. Yeah, th- those are good. It's uh, sometimes my arm gets so freaking tired though. I did one at Cedar Point. Took an hour and a half. I walked sixteen damn miles that day. Just beat, beat. Um. Yeah, something, Jen. The um, yeah. So funny. It's like the most random thing, but this is. I always remember this from the in loop um, YouTube, and this video is so old. But um, it, most of our listeners know, but Ahsoka is a cardiac alert dog, so she's fully trained as a service animal. However, she was coming off of an injury, and I, I am crazy when it comes to that dog and where I allow her to stay and who is allowed to touch her and watch her and like things like that and 
I was like, I wonder if anyone has a video of Dollywood's kennels and their oh, setup. Yep. And I was like, yes, someone has a video of this. And it's wild. And I watched that whole entire video. Yep, yep, yep. That is uh, that was uh, true. Uh, that was uh, kind of cool. They let the, them walk the dog in the park for a little bit. I don't know if it was before opening or after. I don't know if you put that on the video or not, but you got to walk the dog through a bit of Dollywood for a, a snippet. Oh, that is super cool. Yeah, I really like I was like, I always remember you guys. So it's like a podcast I'll go to too, because I was like, that's just something no one else really thought to put on there. And I honestly wouldn't have really thought to put it on there, and I'm obsessed with the dog. So yeah, that, 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 and that's something that I would have never thought of either. That's kind of the fun thing about uh, doing this thing as a team that people would have different ideas and and different views and approaches too. Yeah, that's it. Was definitely I always remember you guys from that specific video. I think that was like my first exposure to you guys. Cool. Uh, do you have any uh, like I, you just put out your video for? Um, your plans for this year, anything uh, that you're really looking forward to? Uh, I think easily uh, the big, big one I really want to do is Lagoon. I have never been to Lagoon. For years I've been saying I'm waiting for Primordial to open, which obviously has been a very long road. Yeah. That finally opened back in the fall last year, so I'm like, that's got to happen by far. I, I really want to get out there. The park seems really weird, very unique. Uh, weird Utah laws. You get to bring your own beer in, which I think is like, well, that's just going to be added fun. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, like Cannibal, right. Primordial, Wicked. Uh, the two classic dark rides look like a lot of fun. And uh, the park looks very quirky as well. And it's also, you know, with it being that independent park, I, you know, I've been to every Cedar Fair. I've been to every Six Flags. This seems like, you know, a, a different flavor of ice cream. So that is very high on my list. Um, if it opens the, the Mattel Adventure Park out in Phoenix, that would be up there very, very high. I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, I, I really want to see what Barbie's flying theater is going to be like in a rooftop <laughs> bar. I'm like, all right, you've got me. That's some, that's some pretty creative ideas. And, uh, I really want to check out the fire in the hole as well. The new version. I'm a big dark ride guy. So, yeah. uh, I haven't been to Branson in a couple of years getting out there and checking that out. They're spending so much money on it. I have really, really high expectations. Yeah, for sure. That, that looks like an awesome attraction that's going to open. I think they just shared pictures of the, what the trains look like. And like they arrived at the park. They look pretty cool. Yeah. And they, they're probably, uh, it's going to be a pretty long ride. So I imagine they're going to have a ton of trains. Those things yeah. looked pretty expensive when I saw them at the, the IAPA show. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. All sorts of stuff, bunch of cruise ship stuff, uh, going to doing some, some stuff with Molly's family as well. Uh, going to sneak in a trip to Casa Bonita. Really, really want to go to Casa Bonita in Denver since it reopened. Um, and yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff I want to do. I just don't have booked. Yeah. Um, I lived in Boulder and I left like right before Casa Bonita opened back up. And it was like such a missed thing. I was so upset. Man, but you know, it's the process of trying to get in is horrible. Like you have to put your name on an email list. And then it's just like a giant lottery system. And apparently there's like half a million people on this email list. So I've got this, this trip booked to Denver for like Molly's grandma's birthday. And I'm like, oh, shit. I really hope we get that email. <laughs> oh, that does suck. That makes it so hard. Yeah. And um, so like, like I, had I signed up with two emails. Molly signed up with two emails. I have all of Molly's family that were meeting up there. Like every email you got, guys, just sign it on up. 
That's insane. Like it's, I feel like it's gotta be like crazy then. Yeah. Um, uh, but man, uh, especially with the South Park guys in charge, man, that's going to be so much fun. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, and then I think you said you're going to Hollywood nights. Yes. I, I have not been to Hollywood nights in a long time. Um, 2008, maybe. So Thunderbird will be new. All the water coasters are new. Yeah. And I'm excited to get back there. And I mean, just, you know, no voyage since 2008 or whatever it's been. Get back there for the, the night rides and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, the park's got a bar now. So there's a lot of change since the last time I've been there. Yep. I will be there as well. So maybe I'll run into you. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Um, Jen, are you ready for some questions? Yeah, we can get into questions now. Sweet. Do you want me to start? Oh, that would make sense. Okay. We first have the drunk riders. Um, they said, when are we going to battle again? Now, I, I'm not exactly sure what they're referencing here. <laughs> I feel like that's half of the conversations with the drunk riders. Yeah, because I mean, I, I know I've personally done battle with those guys in a friendly sense of the word at the, at the beer pong table. Um, we we <laughs> did a big drinking extravaganza during the pandemic, raising a whole bunch of money for charity on a live stream. So maybe that's what they're talking about. But uh, either one of those, uh, I, I know uh, I did much better at the drinking contest than I did beer pong. So I'll try and get some revenge there on Marcus. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. It definitely sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, those, they're they're good dudes over there. I was just talking to uh, I was talking to Mike over the weekend all about some uh, different craft breweries. Oh yeah, he's like the best for that. When I went to Texas, um, I hung out with Mike, and he was like, he was great with all the different craft breweries and different like. He he definitely showed us around, and there were some good ones. Yeah, I, I messaged him like, oh, dude, this is 15 minutes from Bush Gardens. You got to hit it up. He's like, that's funny. I'm also at a brewery right now, <laughs> which actually is the least surprising thing. If I was to wonder, I wonder where he is right now. Brewery would be my, my number one guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty there. Um, whenever, if you see him again or you want or like, I don't know, you're hanging out with him. Um, one time he mansplained what barrel aging stouts were to me. But I was like a couple so what i asked is like why the brewery we were at put wax on the bottom of the can it was like does it does that and it's self-significant like signify anything and he literally brought me over to the barrels and was mansplaining this whole thing and finally after like 10 minutes i was like but what does this have to do with the wax and i think it's like most <laughs> embarrassing he's still he's like that's one of the, my least favorite things i've ever done in my life <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I let it go on. It was like 15 minutes. He was explaining this to me. I drink my fair share of beers. So I would have no idea why there's wax. <laughs> Besides you. making it look fancier. Yeah, apparently it's not like a thing. But my question was just like, is this a thing? Like, should I know this? I, I, don't, I don't know. I just order it and it's on tap usually, not in a can. Uh, it was a very fun. It's my favorite Tom memory. They set that can in a burning candle for some reason. <laughs> on accident. Wait, the wax on your uh -huh. can. Just for funsies. What's that? I said for funsies. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, now, the next question I have here is from Jen herself. And she she asked, which Corys are cuter? Red and white or red-headed Tris? Tries. 
Fries. Sorry. Now, I, I love dogs, but I have no idea what you're talking about here. But my answer is whichever one Ed is. Uh, Amusement Insider's dog. No! Go away! <laughs> He's my pal. I puppy sit him sometimes. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with the stick with that team there. I specifically tagged Austin in this as well, which is not shown. Um, but Ahsoka is a redheaded try. It was. It's essentially uh, asking if Ed or is Ahsoka is cuter. Uh, you know, I I I've, I've puppy sat for Ed, so I, I'd be I'd be defending, but you know, I, I can't do that to the little guy. That's not fair. It is not. That's not fair. <laughs> I feel like every time I see Austin, I'm like, hey, uh, you want to go on uh, any trips that are conveniently while I'm uh, in town so I can watch your dog? <laughs> the last time that, so the last time he went away, I think you had Ed and I was literally like, can I just come down for a week or two and I will dog sit him in your condo? <laughs> like, I don't need you there. Like, you can leave. Do what you want. I just want to be there with Ed for the week. He's got a nice place, too. I mean, that, that, that will work. Yeah, the walk to the park. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, Corgi and walking distance to Universal. That, that's you know, that's a dream right there. Yeah, the dream. A little Corgo. <laughs> but yeah, I'm disappointed in the answer, but it's it's fine. We'll charm you at some point. There you go. I, probably, probably. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Cedar Kev. He said, if you could put any chain restaurant in your home park, what restaurant would you pick? Ooh, that is uh, that's tricky. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of most chain restaurants, so I would probably go for like a good sports bar chain. So, so something like a Miller's Ale House or one of these like mega beer places, like a World of Beer or a Yard House. So you could go to I would say one of those because I Miller's got some good food and the games on. Not the best beer selection, but you didn't get like a World of Beer or Yard House with like a hundred things on draft. That uh, that might be the answer. And good food too. Yeah, that sounds like that was kind of the route I was going. We have a chain up here, and I think it's other places as well called Roosters. And um, just you know, sports bar has amazing wings. So I think that would be my pick. Ooh, this is a tough question. Um, have you guys ever been to Bar Taco? I have, I think, once. The answer to this is Bar Taco. If that is the correct answer, because Bar Taco is incredible. So what's so good about it? Oh, their duck tacos, I would die for their duck tacos. I'm really not kidding, guys. When I lived in Boulder, I went to Bar Taco at least like once a week. And then when I lived in Orlando, I went to our, I went to Bar Taco at least once a week. And now when I moved back to Philly, they have one in KOP, which is like 25 minutes from my house. And I go at least twice a week. Nice. It's my favorite food in the world. Sounds good. Can't go wrong with tacos. And they're like Asian fusion tacos too. So it's also something you don't normally see at theme parks. Like if, if they have any sort of Mexican food, it's normally ass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the really, it's like white people taco night. <laughs> like walking tacos. A walking taco slap though. True, but I can get behind them. I would go with tacos before a walking taco, I think. From like a legit place. So I think it's like the shitty theme park tacos, walking tacos, bar taco. There you go. Uh, yeah, shitty theme park tacos definitely on the bottom of the barrel there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
100%. I don't even know if I've ever thought about even trying them, to be honest with you. I used to, that used to be my go-to food at Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom's food is just fucking ass. It is not good. Uh, the only, sometimes they have the waffle sandwiches, which is, those are yeah. solid, but that's that's about it. Yeah, now I only eat, I eat the, the spring rolls or the Sleepy Hollow, like the hot chicken sandwich in the waffle. And, and even that too, like, Oh, great. It's 97 degrees out at Magic Kingdom. What do I want to do? Eat a waffle outside in the heat with chicken inside of it. I don't. <laughs> yeah, not the best. It's the worst. I think it's the worst Orlando park for food, honestly. Oh, I don't. I just, there's way too many rides. The fireworks are great. For, wait, I, I meant for food. Specifically. Oh, for food. Okay, yeah. I can definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, for food. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I've only been one, so I don't have too much experience at that park. <laughs> Poor Chris. Yep. I was there on Friday. Nice. <laughs> um, next question is coming from Hawk Vandalay, and this one's uh, a, a strange one, and it was really hard for me to think about what I would pick, but what's the tallest and fastest coaster you think you could survive without any restraints or seatbelts? <laughs> Well, like, do you get to hold on or you're not holding on? I suppose you could hold on, but there's just nothing, no restraints at all. Oh, man. The, the two my mind immediately goes to is Superman at Magic Mountain. Because that's 400-something feet. It's kind of gentle. Or Millennium Force, because you're, like, you're going so fast and you're kind of G-forced into the seat. Not a lot of, like, crazy forces. And that goes, you know, 90 miles an hour and, and 300 feet tall. Off the top of my head, those are the two that, that come to mind right away. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I definitely agree with Millie. And then with that, I was thinking like nitro on a bad day. I could probably hold on to that. I think what would frighten me with nitro is the big intense helix kind of thing that doesn't fuck up my brain and then I fall out. <laughs> oh, that's true. That one does get you sometimes. Ooh. Uh, I That one does get you sometimes. I didn't think about that. I was more going more along the lines of like a wood, like a small wooden coaster, I guess. <laughs> like Comet at Hershey Park. Like I feel like that would be fine. Um, yeah, but that one's not even going to challenge you. You barely get any forces off of that thing. True. I'm trying to think. Like it's maybe maybe Beast. I know that Helix would that Helix. Never mind. That Helix would mess you up. You'd be. Fine, I, right? I think you'll be fine though. You're just sitting in a chair. I mean, it doesn't. Doesn't do a whole lot. I love I love the beast, but you're that's, not flying out of the chair. That's true. I think I think the beast maybe. That's what I think. That's what I was thinking. So I am actually going to change my answer because I think the answer is Velocicoaster, but only because I specifically have to make it to the point where I can touch blue. I don't care about holding on for the rest of the coaster. I just need to make it to blue, and then that is it. That's how I die touching blue. I mean, at least in the second half of the ride, you might get yeeted into the lake. I don't even need to make it to the second half of the ride. I want to die touching blue the dinosaur. That's my only goal in life. The the first half will be the scarier part because you always feel like you're going to get impaled out of the ride and into the pointy rocks that are pointing right at you. Except this time, you'd actually end up in the pointy rocks. I need to hold on long enough to get to the dinosaur. Then I'll, I can just... once I I just want to hit her. That's fine. Even if for whatever reason you got to stay in your seat, you're not making it past the stall. So, I don't, I don't know. 
Well, the stall's after blue. Blue is after like it, blue is like four elements in. I think it can hold on. Yeah. I, I think mean, I can hold on long enough. I can't hold on for that whole ride. I'm definitely not making it. Well, during this, aren't you like over the pathway during the stall? Somebody can just like catch you. Uh, you're part over the pathway, part over the lake. There you go. Yeah. So maybe I'm, like, you survive. Purposely gonna eat myself before then, though. Yeah. So. It's fine. I don't know about going over the top hat. Would that? Would that? Yeah, you, you, if you time the top hat right, you might fly into the lake. That's true. Or, or the pathway underneath. It'll be a big risk. Could you make it to the water ride, or is that too far away? What's that? The uh, the raft oh, ride that's over like there? Way too far away. Is it way too far? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well. but that'd be something. You you're just riding that, and some random person falls in your raft with you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Yep. We can we can move to Velocicoasting. Um, he says, what park has the best beer selection? Oh man, a uh, couple really, really good ones. Uh I love Bush Gardens Williamsburg. They've got a, a great selection between Grogan's and the brew pub and then throughout the park. Um Epcot I think has a really good selection with the with all the festivals. And it's like right next to my I, I live right around the corner. So and with the festivals like four times a year. They rotate in like probably 30 new beers. And with a lot of them, except for the, like the international food one, a lot of it's like really good craft beer now too. And that's something I'm a huge, huge fan of. And I, then a really, really good answer is also Adventureland in Iowa. They, that is a great, great park for beer and, and drinks. They've got a swim-up bar. They've got a German beer bar with like 23 beers from Germany and an Iowa beer bar with a whole bunch of local brews. So, uh, any of those right off the top of my head, those are of where I would go to for the best beer selection. Yeah, I was going to say my first answer would be Bush Gardens Williamsburg as well. Um, and then, I mean, the only other park that I've been to that I've really drank at was Kings Island. They have a decent selection, but nothing crazy. Um, the thing I like about Kings Island selection is like pretty much every year they get a new feature beer that's yeah. really, really wacky. So I think this year was like the... Uh, strawberry funnel cake beer they've had the uh the blue ice cream beer in the past so i look forward every year to trying whatever the new uh wacky beer of the year is at king's island yeah yeah i've heard some things about those beers the funnel cake one was uh, good the blue one was weird i would agree i can't remember which one i tried this summer um lamps and coasters brought them to dorney park and I think I almost vomited all over the parking lot. I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. Well, that, that's not ideal. I can't remember. I'm going to have to text him and <laughs> come back. And it. They've had other ones, too, because they've had like the Orion Giga Lager. Uh, the brewery is actually really cool. The brewery is what, like, 10, uh, like five minutes down the road from Kings Island that makes all the Kings Island beers. Yeah. And it's a really good hang like before the park or after the park. Yeah, he did bring a couple other ones from them, and the other ones were really good. But this one specifically, I was like, "This, oh no, it's not not for me." Couldn't do it. <laughs> um, I also sorry, think I some of the stuff like that too would be way better on draft with some of those weird flavored beers than it would be in the can. I agree because mm -hmm. those, both those, the ice cream one and the the funnel cake one, they help a little bit with the, the creaminess and the foaminess coming out of the draft. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for me, I think I I pretty much have to agree with you guys. 
Oh, wait, I guess, no, my second one isn't, wasn't said, I don't think. So first is Epcot. Epcot, especially the last five years, the festivals have brought in some really, really, really good, um, like, local beers, which I really like. They also always, almost always have um, some beers from Breckenridge, which is up there with one of my favorite breweries. Um, and then BGT. I actually like BGT selection a lot. And I think it rotates a lot too. Not like a lot, a lot, but it rotates enough that it keeps it interesting. Yeah. I swung by there on uh, on Saturday because I wanted to try, they had a couple different beers for their Mardi Gras festival. So they had uh, like a vanilla porter from Abita was there. They had uh, a king cake hard cider was there. That was pretty neat. And a couple other beers. Uh, the Bush Gardens selection has gotten better since they they opened up the springs tap room that used to be the old hospitality house so their their selection's definitely gotten better in the past year yeah that's i definitely noticed that as well like i just feel like they have a nice rotation and it's it's like a nice selection too whatever you're in the mood for they always have something mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely epcot i think takes the cake though um, uh, especially for me as a, a local that goes there a lot, like looking through the little festival pamphlet and being like, oh, that beer's got to happen. That beer definitely has to happen. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Maybe I'll get the small. Um, Did you try the gingerbread beer at Festival of the Holidays? Yes. I think that might have been one of my favorite beers I've ever had. That and the chai stout. I just kept uh, going back and eating more. The chai stout is not really my thing, just because I'm not like a tea person, but uh, the gingerbread stout was good. Yeah, I was like, I, when someone told me about it, I was like, I think that's going to be very disgusting. And then I was like, this is actually pretty fantastic. Yeah, I've had a couple gingerbread beers that are not, not great. Like it was way too, uh, too much ginger spice and it was uh, not a fun time. But the, the one they had at Epcot this year was pretty solid. A couple years ago, they had one of my favorite beers ever. It was at the Hanukkah booth. It was a jelly donut beer from like um, like a Jewish brewery, I think in Brooklyn. It was outstanding. That sounds great. <laughs> that does sound, that sounds very interesting. What kind of beer was it? Um, it was a light beer, like a, just like a, a lager or an ale. Okay. So, something pretty light, but it was, it was wonderful. It's very interesting. Sounds good. I like jelly donuts in the first place. So, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like definitely a beer I would really, really enjoy. Yeah, I think it was only like a one-year thing, though, so it's uh, unfortunately not coming back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a hot take coming from Nick Lom, who says, "Hot take: Comet is the Hershey Park Woody that should have gotten RMC'd." No. That's that's a wrong take. I would agree with you. Uh, I mean, the issue was that like Wildcat was just gonna like. I feel like Wildcat was just gonna fall apart at one point, so they had to save it. But like, I wouldn't be mad if Comet was RMC. I Comet didn't hurt. Wildcat hurt. That's true. That's a valid point. Also, like, no, don't do anything, Comet. Comet's always got a giant ass line at Hershey Park. Nobody read um, Wildcat. That's true, especially with the kids. I feel like it's it is a really good like for me as an adult. I almost never ride Comet, but 
definitely like I remember when I was little that was like one of my go-tos and getting people like school trips getting people to get on Comet for the first time and I think too with, with that they do so many families at Hershey Park it's it's yeah. a good you know jump up coaster too I, I really think they, they could use um like a good family coaster there like that that's a park that could use something like a big bear mountain or or a, co a coaster like that 100 percent because that mine train's old and busted yeah, but you have Super Duper Looper. Come on. A lot of kids don't want to go upside down, though. Yeah, but that's like such a good first upside oh, down. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's such a good one. It's such a good first inversion. I feel like it's a good stepping stone. No, I, I definitely agree. So good. Yeah, I say either a family coaster like that or a multi-launch. I think the park could use as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting with Hershey Park and whatever they're going to do next because really, you really never have any idea where they're going. Yeah. That's I, I'm guessing since we're, we made it to January and they haven't announced anything, they're probably adding nothing this year. But, you know, where they go in the future, who knows? Yeah, yeah it wasn't Hershey the... Park, they could always take out Fahrenheit and put in a kid's coaster there. It would be great. No, thank you. I enjoy Fahrenheit. <laughs> I don't mind it. You know, I, I definitely think the shoot the shoots is probably one of the next things to go. But then that would probably be water park if that goes. Yeah. I think somebody had said some rumor that uh, the next thing is going to be an, another B&M that they have in contract and it'll be right next to Candemonium. Kind of behind Interesting. it. We'll see. But which one would it be? I believe... It was going to be a dive, but Dorney beat them, so they've. I think they said they switched it to a wing coaster. Uh, I would love to see a surf coaster. They don't have a surf coaster. Build a surf yeah. coaster. It's, it's weird. I can see Hershey Park building that. Yeah. Don't know what you theme it to. <laughs> Riding well, a also, They could also go so fun with that theming, because there's so many things that they could theme it to. Like... Twisted Twizzler. <laughs> I, can see, I can see the Jolly Rancher guy, but they already have a Jolly Rancher coaster. I'm not sure which candy That's I could true. see on a surfboard. Yeah. Or a skateboard, maybe they could do a skate. I don't know. Yeah, but like they also do chocolate milk and hot chocolate and things like that. Like Hershey's chocolate. Could you see a generic chocolate ride and you're surfing through some chocolate milk? I don't know. <laughs> so I said chocolate waves. <laughs> Chocolate uh, waves, yes, exactly. Take a ride on the chocolate wave. That sounds like a Call wave. Chocolate rain, like the uh, was it chocolate rain? The song from that guy on YouTube like twelve years ago. Oh, that sounds really familiar. I'm, I'm showing my age here. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh well. Um, Brandon said that it it was the strawberry funnel cake L that you did not enjoy. No, we thought it was me, Laurel, and Brandon. All of us, literally, we opened one, and we were just, like, passing it between us. Like, oh, my God, we can't even believe it was bad. On draft, it was solid. I could see that. Like, maybe it was just the fact that it was canned. And it was during Haunt, so it probably was canned for a little while, too. Was it cold? It was cold. Like, we're really big in making sure our beers are in coolers. Thank you very much. I didn't know. 
I mean, it could have been like in. I didn't know what time you had it. It could have been in like a melted ice cooler. No, it was. Okay. Huh? It was uh -huh. not. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Brian Wells. He said, "Are we taking bets on whether or not Switzerland's announced rides from the past two years will be open by Memorial Day?" And not the Great Adventure one. No. Yeah, definitely not. Not happening. I, I think the uh, the one at Great Escape probably will be open by then. They're making really good progress on it. That's not a very big ride. There's not a lot that's going to go wrong. It's a simple, small wooden coaster. So I think that one has a chance to open like with the park. Has Six Flags over Georgia Georgia made any progress on that one? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing anything either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sixes aren't really known to have their stuff open by opening day. So. <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt any of them are going to be open by Memorial Day. No, I mean you might you might get some of the flat rides and stuff, but uh, I, I think your main two with the Over Georgia and Great Adventure, I don't think so. I think the Great Adventure one might be a while. Yeah, I think that one's definitely going to be longer than people think. Yeah, they. I mean, they literally just started clearing the area. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of Brandon Lampson coasters, what is the best and worst park themed beers? That's you bad. Oh, uh, the Mako beer is shit. Oh, I don't like that one a lot either. That is very, very bad. Uh, it's hard to beat the Isla Nubar IPA at at Islands of Adventure, uh, especially for like you, you think summertime and hot, like a hot weather. It's an easy drinking, super fruity IPA. Uh, that I think might be where I'm going. I do like a dragon scale at the Wizarding World as well. Yeah, so I I was actually just talking about I've never tried any of the Harry Potter um, beers surprisingly because I always get Velocity beer always. Um, but I have to say the strawberry funnel cake beer is the worst, and then either the Velocity beer or the IPA at Carowinds. Like the orange one. I don't know if you've ever had it. Oh, I think a Copperhead Strike IPA? Yes. Yeah. That would check out. I like that one a lot. Um, I don't drink enough to know this. So <laughs> at least, uh, uh, I don't know. The one, what was the one that we drank at Hershey? It was the, what was that called? I don't think Hershey has any custom beers. Trogues. It was. The, oh, they have a bunch of beers from Trogues, which is. I love Trogues. Trogues is an awesome brewery right down the street. But I don't think there are any like park specific ones. That's true. I don't think. I would. I guess if it was park themed, the only ones I've had were at Kings Island. So. <laughs> I would. I guess I would take the. I guess I would. I think I would take the Orion over the. Uh, that would be my favorite. I guess. Orion themed beer, and then the. Funnel cake one last, I guess. Um, something that I had no idea existed. I saw this on Twitter last week. Uh, Sally Dark Rides, who's here, they are located in Florida, I think in the Jacksonville area. They partnered with a local brewery, and they have like their own, I don't know, it's like, like Ghost Blasters beer. I think Bucifer is on the can. 
Whoa, that's cool. What? Yeah, it's um, and I'm impressed. Like, man, that's that's weird. You're there's no rides you build anywhere near here, but I guess they're just must be friendly with that bartender. <laughs> uh, if you go on the the Sally Dark Rides oh, Twitter wait, page, yeah, I see. Like it's it, it's like man. I hope those are for sale. You said it very was interesting idea. So That's the first cool. time I ever seen like I think it's the first time I ever seen like a manufacturer get with a brewer. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. That's sweet. I dig um, it. Does it say what it is? Um, it's a barrel aged stout. Oh yeah. Bourbon oak aged imperial stout. If only somebody could explain to us what barrel ages were. <laughs> Someone cue in Mike. Oh, um, Chris, to answer your question about or about troves, you either had perpetual or sunshine pilsner. Probably the sunshine. I don't know. It was the lighter one. Yeah, the, the perpetual is a pretty strong IPA, I think. Yeah. I thought that it was the sunshine Pilsner, but I feel like everyone always gets the perpetual. I'm probably forgetting some. I just can't remember other themed beers that I've, at parks that I've been to. I did have the Copperhead one, and that was all right. That was all right. We also, um, Pat, to roast um, a tradition on this podcast is I usually will sit here and roast Chris for yeah. like half of the podcast. Um, That's fine. I'm out. Uh, let's go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> we went to a brewery before we went to Dorney Park for like, like the off-season tour, and he got like a Bud Light or a Miller Light. Miller Light. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> At this brewery. I didn't even know it was a brewery. I thought it was just a restaurant. Whatever. Oh, I did. In the same level, like I gave Molly shit for years. We were in Belgium, at a beer bar, and I'm like, and there's all sorts of weird shit I've never heard of, and she's like, I'm like, what do you want? She's like, oh, I'll take the Tank Seven. I'll let the 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 one from Kansas City. We're in Brussels, and you're drinking the beer from Kansas City. She's like, oh, maybe something else. I don't know. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I definitely would have been. I didn't give Chris. It was like our first time meeting. I did not give Chris that shit now, but I've remembered it. It's been over. It's been a year now. I remember that moment very clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was our first time hanging out. So. Uh... Yeah, and you ordered a Bud Light, and somehow you still or Miller no, no. Light. I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I won't touch Bud Light. Only Miller. Same thing, though, right? Same thing. There's not too much difference there. Yeah. Is it a Coors Banquet? That's the only cheap beer option that matters. Um, I mean, PBR says it has entered the chat. So. Oh my God, you're so Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, if we're going cheap, I'm I'm a fan of the champagne of beers myself. Miller High Life. I need to get a gas station beer that's a 24-ounce beer for $2.50. That might be my beer of choice. <laughs> of course. Uh, Chris, question for you. Yeah. Julius Randle's out. How do the Knicks stay hot? Um. Well, you got to have Josh Hart play his heart out. Um, that. Yeah, who's taking his place? Is it Achua? I think Achua's playing I right so, now. Yeah. I actually, I have the game on right in front of me, and... Uh, they're crushing the Hornets, but that's probably... Expensive. Yeah, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> um, go Birds. Wrong sport. Yep. Go Birds. 
Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what are your, are you excited about this team finally, uh, looking halfway decent? Yeah, I am. I, you know, I'm more of a casual fan when it comes to basketball. So if the game is on ESPN or something like that, I'll have it on. If it's on the bar, I'll cheer them on. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, I was used to so many years of the Knicks being awful. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was a fan when I was younger with the, the good teams with Ewings and Starks. And then, you know, 18 years of trash after that. Yeah, I was. I probably became a Knicks fan in like ninety, like ninety four, like ninety five, ninety six. So I was around that time too, and I was just like fell in love with Ewing and Allen Houston is my favorite player. So love it. I love those teams, but it's been terrible being a fan until oh, yeah. I guess since Mellow, and then a little bit after that, and then now. Yeah, and I still hate Reggie Miller. Yeah. Yep. Hate him, and I hate the Miami Heat, which is funny because I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. So, <laughs> yeah, that team fell apart in the second half. Yes, they did. Go Birds, right, Jen? Go Birds. Go Birds. Talk also, about another team that fell apart. Join. Um. Well, we have one more question, I believe. Yep, Coaster Crud, and this is probably specifically for you. Uh, do you have any favorite memories from filming some of the old Coaster Crew classic videos from back in the 2000s? Always loved the work you guys put into them and enjoyed the camaraderie you guys shared. Um, the most fun ones we did back then were definitely uh, we go to like the Kalahari Indoor Water Park Resorts and get hammered and call shenanigans. Those were always an absolute blast. And uh, anytime we get to go film at the IAPA show was always a lot of fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever gone that far into coaster crew. Is it that far long ago? I I mean it's uh years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever dug that far back. I'll have to go. Don't look. don't worry about it. The quality is a uh, well not like the video quality if you want to watch stuff in like 720p and whatnot. Terrible audio. Perfect. I feel like that's part of the charm of old YouTube though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, we've come to the time where we will ask for one of your hottest takes, no matter what it is, outside of the theme parks or inside. All right, let's see. Hot takes. Uh, I think one of my hotter takes, uh, theme park food is the most overrated thing. Even when it's good, it's just okay, and it's five times the price it should be. Like People get hyped about, oh, you've got to have the food here. You've got to have the food there. You've got to try this. Like, no, most of the time it's mediocre at best and overpriced always. Yeah, I can see it. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel very attacked right now. However, I do agree for a lot of it. Like what people hype up, like especially Disney people, the food they hype up. I'm like, um, do you guys actually know if you go to this quick service and spend a quarter of the money you just spent at that stupid ass restaurant, you'll get you'll get better food. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I try to never eat at the parks whether they're local or out of town. You know, I, I but also like that's part of my love of traveling is you know finding the local food places and you know scouring your trip advisors and all sorts of things to to try and find like the best food option after the park. Instead of eating like a, a terrible cheeseburger or mediocre this. Yeah. yeah. I just want my food to be hot and most of the time it's not. So I, I no, like... that, that would say one of my hot takes and 
man. Uh, oh, another one I have. Anybody that's in the theme park world is so brand connected. Like the people that love Universal and hate Disney or that love Disney and hate Universal, you're fucking stupid. You're just stupid. And you're weird. What is wrong with you? Find find something else to do with your time. That's just fucking dumb. Yeah, that is something like I never understand the like hating on like completely to the point where like I know Disney people that will not go to Universal and I'm like that I just don't understand it. It's a fantastic park. Like get your head out of your ass and go. Yeah, it, it, it's just insane. They'll try, try to find anything that the to complain about the other one and take take sides like it's a a political party or a sports team and like the fuck are you doing with your life? Stop <laughs> it. Yeah. I agree. That was that was a good one. I I I fully agree on that. No, they don't do good things. They both do bad things. You're you're dumb. Yeah, they definitely have pros and cons each of them, but yeah. neither of them are a bad park. I strongly stand by that. I feel like I've run into a, a couple here and there of also like between Six Flags and Cedar Fair. I, I well, they're I- fucking done. They need to find a new hobby. <laughs> That's what I think in my head when I I scroll past, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just I'm not even gonna say anything. It's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If that was your online personality, you got to find a new gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Wait, can we end um, this off? Um, can we end this off? I'm not gonna say the word. Um, but can we? I think this might be our first episode ever where I did not mention a specific um invert. We mentioned the park, but we didn't mention the actual invert. I don't think I mentioned the invert the whole episode, and I just realized that. And I, um, I have been challenged not to say it a whole episode, and I think it just happened. You shouldn't have said anything because it's like also kind of mentioning it now a little bit. No, because I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Okay. I'm very proud. And then we're at the end of the episode. Like, someone fight me on it. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, that did bring us to the end of this episode. The legend in the loop. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. It was a good time. It's also this is nice and brief. Uh, normally, I would talk to Drew and Hyde. This goes on for like another two hours. I'm completely <laughs> hammered by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, our episodes are all up in the air all the time. We sometimes we plan on doing like a 30 minute episode and we talk for two hours and then we just kind of let the flow go and then end up where we end up. So. Yeah, and it's usually like there's some news, but unfortunately, it's a January in the off season for theme parks. No, there's not much going on at all. There is not much going on. Uh, well, maybe, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hang out at Hollywood Nights a little bit, and then uh, if you're ever in Ohio, let me know, and then absolutely, I'm, I'm, you know, normally up there once or twice a year at least. Yep. Well, hit me up, and uh, we'll catch some rides. It'll be fun. All righty, thanks for having me on, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.